Welcome. You are listening to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about. Welcome to the Better Together podcast. I am one of your hosts, Rosario Picardo, and I'm here along with... Callie Picardo. We're glad you're joining us today, and we have two of our favorite people with us today. We're so excited. We've got our friends, Joshua and Barbara Ward, who were some of the first people we met when we moved to Dayton, Ohio. Barbara is from my hometown of Lexington, Kentucky, and we had mutual friends. And so when we moved up here, um, some of our mutual friends said, hey, Callie, you got to meet Barbara. She's amazing. And she's crazy like you and married a pastor. And so we connected quickly and have become dear friends. And I've connected with um, Joshua, of course, because we, Josh, because we have a lot in common being pastors, the crazy pastors, with extremely talented spouses. So uh, we moved up here with no kids, and now we have three to match their three. And so it's uh, that's been a fun journey. But hey, welcome to the Better Together podcast. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Um, the sentiments are certainly mutual. Uh, we consider you guys uh, just such dear friends um, and are grateful to God uh, that that we connected um, and that the relationship and friendship uh, has been growing um, and has continued. Um, and uh, we're honored to be here with you all. Well, Josh and Barbara, you all are doing some incredible ministry, and y'all are kind of our role models with just getting engaged in the community and the different things you're doing, stuff at your church, but also beyond that. And so today we wanted to hit on how do you get involved and make a difference in your community? And so do you want to share a little bit about y'all's ministry and what you're doing and kind of how you all started on that journey? And then we can dive later into where can other people start, but personally, like, how do you get plugged in in your community? Yeah, so, um, boy, you know, the the hardest thing for pastors is to not overshare and not talk way too long, not start all the way at the beginning. But but honestly, for me, my call to um, ministry um, was was really based out of my heart for the community and for community impact. Um, you know, I was in law school. I did some community organizing work in New Orleans before all this, before um, really recognizing and acting upon a call to ministry. Um, and I think it was um, that passion for um, uh, impacting the world around us, that passion for making the world a better place, one person, one family, one block, one community at a time. Um, that, that, uh, for me, um, uh, really in a sense preceded my call to ministry. And once I saw how the two were, were such a perfect fit, um, I really, uh, it, it was easier for me to say yes to the Lord. 
uh, and to start walking down that path. Um, but but ministry in the community um, and for the community really honestly has been a part of our church's DNA since long before I ever um, moved into a, a ministry role or position. Um, I think that for us, this, um, the role of the church, the role of Christians, and particularly the local church, um, is really to activate our members um, to be kingdom builders, to make an impact in, in the world. And it starts right here where we um, are located. It starts right here where we're called. Um, and so it's just been an awesome journey for me. Um, well, I grew up in the church and so, um, I was really, um, encouraged to participate in youth group and in youth group, we were serving and, um, uh, even in my family, we were politically involved in the community. And I remember going door to door with my dad, just handing out voter information and, um, get encouraging folks to really, um, learn more about what was going in the community. And, um, so that, that happened for me in an early age, but with, uh, the church, when Joshua and I were married, became married and, um, we joined together in ministry when he was doing youth ministry, um, <laughs> there were things that were called on his heart. And so, and in the partnership in ministry, I was, I helped execute those things. And so that's how we kind of got plugged into the church and what the total vision of family, um, sorry, of um, serving families, communities, and the world, the church's vision, um, just executing that and following that. And, um, and so right now, Currently, uh, we have the Hope Center for Families that your parents and the church and CDC board, Omega CDC board, um, were able to um, do ribbon cutting ceremony this year or that last year, rather. Um, the years have kind of blended together <laughs> since, and COVID, since COVID. Right? Everything kind of just flows together. Um, but we're able to continue in that mission um, outside the walls of the church. Um, in West Dayton. Um, what would you say Carl's personal, personal passions are? Like your passion for the community. I know there's the church's passion in a lot of the work we're doing, but Barbara, what would you say? Like you're like, ooh, if I could change my community or the world in this one area like this, that would just, that would make my heart sing. Oh, families. I really, really love um, the... Um, just the, the, the health, the wholeness of families, um, beginning with, um, just positive birth outcomes and really, um, you did a lot of work with infant mortality yeah, I did, and yeah. things like that. Partnering with public health and community of hope, uh, to spread awareness for the, um, infant, um, the infant vitality, the lack thereof in Montgomery County. I think um, the awareness um, of that issue is, is lacking. I don't think re people realize that our babies are dying and not making it to their first birthdays um, just because of just lack of education and just, you know, um, just those social determinants of health. Um, 
that are in our community. And so I, I really, you know, really want our babies to make it to their first birthday. I want um, the emphasis on positive maternal health uh, to just grow. And I think that if the we as a community just um, really put an emphasis on just treating our babies as our own. Um, and every, every baby is important. And so, um, we want, we want to see families thrive. And so, um, starting with that, I think is very important and education and, um, opportunities for families to thrive, I think is, is my passion. Yeah. How about you, Josh? What's your, what's your burning passion where could, if you could make a difference in one area? It's hard. I mean, I, I, um, hmm. I'm passionate about a few areas. I mean, I think, you know, the biggest thing would be just, um, I think violence, crime, that type of thing, you know, really, um, ending that cycle of violence, um, that cycle of kind of the lure, uh, if you will, um, of, of that whole lifestyle. Um, I think part of it is, um, growing up and, 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 uh, within my church family and community, knowing people who, um, you know, we grew up together, uh, up until like 14, 15, 16 years old, and then just kind of got pulled, um, in that direction. Um, and, seeing the havoc that it kind of wreaks on the community. Um, but with that being said, I mean, I think that, you know, we try to do some work to that end and, and probably could do more um, and still praying to the Lord for, for just fresh ideas um, about what that might look like. Um, but, you know, a lot of what I'm engaged with and, involved within the community and boards and things like that, that I serve on, um, are really youth focused, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, schools and, uh, um, youth programs, um, really because I think that, um, if we can plant the right seeds in our youth, um, at a younger age and, stay committed to walking with them uh, into adolescence um, and young adulthood, um, I think we have a good chance of showing them that there is another option, another alternative. Um, you know, the church is involved in a great deal of, of, of things and a lot of work in a few different main areas, but um, my personal passion is dispelling the myth is, 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 is really figuring out, um, how to present an alternative future for folks. Um, and I think that's every age, but you know, it, it seems to really hit our, our young adults and, and adolescents in a major way. These things feel so big. I mean, if, where do you pick how to start? Like if someone's like, okay, they, they know what their passion is. And I know some of it, Folks are like, I don't even know what my passion is. And some I think is figuring out, okay, Lord, what is the passion you put on my heart? What, where am I called? But then once you figure that out, 
I mean, how do you tackle things that are huge? That feels like, we. how do you even start to move the needle? Yeah, and it's regardless of community and socioeconomics, there's, I'm sure, some transferable principles you guys would probably recommend to us on, hey, here's here's where you start. So, if I can... Yeah, go you, ahead. No, you were ready to go. Well, I don't know. I Get just... <laughs> Well, I mean, I think that, you know, especially in if if you are a Christian person, you have to start in prayer and communicating um, that pull and that tug in your heart to um, do more outside of, you know, your day to day, your circle. Um, God has called us to love. He's called us to serve. And so um, really being in communion with the Lord on what that looks like for you and, and, and what gifts and talents that you have. Um, because I do believe that he has given us all something. We are all called to do something. And so um, I think definitely being in prayer about what that looks like for, for you and looks like for your family um, and, and then researching really kind of what, what once, once it has, you know, come into your heart, that specific thing, that tug, that pull um, uh, seeing, seeing what's out there and to get plugged in, um, and not necessarily think of it as, I mean, like there's always going to be this huge mountain. It's going to seem like a huge mountain, but, um, even if it's just finding, um, just organizations that are doing some things locally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know even from, um, as a, from a mother's perspective with littles, I mean, um, there are little things that they can do mm-hmm. and either, you know, ra- raising resources. De- uh, gathering resources to give to a homeless shelter, you know, or um, uh, gathering resources for books and to give to um, community centers or whatnot. But I mean, I think it's just for me, I would start with prayer, <laughs> start with what, at seeing what the Lord has called you to do. Um, <laughs> Not to start for anything, isn't it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm glad you went first because I was going. <laughs> Straight to the practical. Right. And you were right. <laughs> you start with prayer. I think on the practical side, a few things um, uh, that make sense um, to do perhaps after you've received that direction from the Lord. Um, I think, you know, remembering you don't have to reinvent the wheel, right? There are folks who are. Um, you mean I don't have to start my own 501c3 to love my neighbor? No, no, exactly, man. I mean, there, there, there are folks who are working in that area. If it's food insecurity, if it's uh, violence interruption and prevention, if it's education, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and you know, perhaps talking to those folks. What is your program about? What do you guys do? Where are the gaps and they will in take what you. you do? Where are the gaps in what you do? Number one, how can we support you, right? As a church, as a Christian organization, how can we support you? Do you need volunteers? Is it is it just money? And rarely is it just money, right? right? Yeah. Um, Barbara mentioned donations. Maybe it's volunteers for an hour or two a week. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, all of that makes a difference. All of that is significant. Um, you know, if, if, if your passion is education, where's the local school call, talk to the principal. 
I'm a pastor down the street, a couple of miles down the road. Um, and, and I have a passion for, um, uh, uh, for, for impacting this, this educational, um, landscape. How can we help? How can we partner? What do you need? What do you need? You know, um, I, I, I know Mosaic donated water bottles to churches mm-hmm. at the beginning of the pandemic. Amazing. Amazing. Right. I mean, it's, 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 it's these pieces um, where you're really working with the community mm-hmm. that you serve um, as opposed to just working for them. Um, and I think that that relationship, if it's built upon partnership, um, it, it, it um, I think it's so much more powerful and it makes so much greater of an impact. I think that, you know, we, we, Barbara mentioned the Hope Center, you know, we do have a nonprofit, the 501c3 Omega Community Development Corporation that has just built this Hope Center that that's focused in really three areas. Um, um, But, you know, our work started with some violence interruption stuff. It started with hosting an after school program at the church, Um, you know, 20, 25 years ago, um, because we couldn't go into it. doesn't have to be an immediate, like sometimes things build over time. And sometimes you won't see it in your generation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You won't see it. Some, some of this stuff you won't see in your lifetime. You'll see it in your children's children's generation. So you just have to have the faith. Keep plugging in. And in your community, it may not be violence interruption. It may not be after school, it may be that families need a place to come, uh, that parents need a night off so they can work on their marriages. And so do we start a a, a babysitting? <laughs> do we start a babysitting club, you know, and, and every Friday night, you know, parents from the community can bring their kids. And, you know, uh, we have volunteers from the church who will watch the kids for a couple of hours for free. You know, I mean, it, it's it's really where are the needs in my community and hearing that from the community and then, OK, what can we do to meet them? Yeah. And it doesn't always take money. And yeah. sometimes it can be one on one, too. Like, I know y'all are very mindful of how can you build relationships with even the neighbors who live on your street. Sure. Um, and we're trying to do the same thing and i'm reminded of a principle too i think it's an andy stanley principle do for one what you wish you could do for everyone and so i get i'm like but i can't do this for everyone and god's like callie i'm not calling you to do this for everyone i told you to do this for this one person that you know is going through a rough time and you might not be able to do it for someone else in the same circumstance but I've told you go and do. So I need you to be that faithful, obedient disciple that just goes and does that. Uh, uh, Josh goes and fetches a donkey. I think I heard, heard you preach a sermon on that one. So sometimes Jesus just needs yeah. you to go and get the donkey. That's right. That's right. Not anything glamorous, right. but he said, go and fetch the donkey. And so you got to go and fetch the donkey. I'm taking that. I'm, I'm, that's going to be my sermon. This <laughs> I'll send you the manuscript, bro. Yeah, take that. Got you. <laughs> I will email you the manuscript after our podcast. <laughs> I, uh, I won't forget the story about um, a pastor friend in Northridge here in Dayton right after the tornadoes. And they were just, that community was devastated. And, it, you know, they a lot of the folks don't have, you know, home insurance. They're renters. Their places yeah. were tore up. 
And uh, people just assumed what they needed. And so mm-hmm. uh, he ended up with thousands and thousands of bottled waters and they didn't need bottled waters, but he was, he couldn't even give them away. It was so much water and people kept bringing water and he didn't need it, but no one bothered <laughs> to ask him what he needed. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's real. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can bottled. get in the way you can right. get in the way and it's, and if you're not partnering with yep. the community that you are trying to serve, you know, or with your neighborhood or your mom group or whatever, you know, if it's, if it's not in alignment with what, you know, what is supposed to happen, you can get, you can get in the way. And I've seen a lot of people, um, and even experienced myself where if I go before what I'm supposed to do, it just is a mess. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> so it's been so good. I think I'm hearing a kind of a common theme. Like we start with listening, listening to God, and then listening to the needs in our community, and then seeing, okay, God, where are you calling me that meets my passions and the needs of the community around me, and just saying yes, one yes at a time. So and I, well, good for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. 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 And 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 I think you know one of the things that that I've found that has been one of the greatest joys of that really one-on-one piece that you lifted up, Callie, um, is that what you'll find, I mean, even if people are standoffish at first, kind of, and kind of like, what do you want? You know, you're going to invite me to your Easter service, you know? Okay, that's fine. Or, or, thank you. You know, or, or you're just going to try to... <laughs> you know, come and, and, and do door to door evangelism. Okay. Thanks. Thanks a lot. You know? Um, but if you really just come and say, Hey, I just wanted to get to know you. Um, I'm from the church around the corner and, uh, you know, it hit me that I, we haven't met before and I just want to get to know you and you build the relationship from there and they see you come around more than once or twice Oh man, people, I mean, they become your best partners. They become your, um, you know, your greatest sources of, uh, I think, direction and information in the community. Um, but then there's this trust piece, right? That's that's really on the intangible level that um, begins to build and a friendship and a relationship. Um, and when you're there, um, you know, it's amazing what God can do. Um, do that partnership. So. Amen. Well, friends, we want to encourage you to share this podcast with someone you know. If you want to dive deeper into just reaching your neighborhood and your community, it starts with the simple things like listening and then joining where God is already at work. Joshua and Barbara, thanks so much for being with us here. And uh, until next time, remember that we are better together. Have a great week. God bless.